Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot. You're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's hysteria! Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You are in the Paranomaly Zone, your place for all things paranormal, mysterious, and strange. My name is Patrick Koffenberg, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the paranormal poster boy himself. Yes, I sang that for some god-awful reason. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, yeah, the... um. Well, how the hell shall I, de- shall I describe you today? The slowly recovering yeah. Michael Carbno, the slowly recovering from nerve ablation, and he is no longer cycloptic. Yay. Yeah, my eyeball is much better. I can see the white of his eyes once again. <laughs> yes, Mr. Mike Carbno himself. How you doing, my friend? It's good to see you. It's Friday night. It's podcast night. It is Friday night. I'm good. What say you about yourself? Oh, I'm just peachy. Mm-hmm. Why did you ask? <laughs> <laughs> I can reciprocate the question. Oh, okay. Good use of the word reciprocate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just popped into my head and out my mouth. Oh, well, that's good. It didn't pop out somewhere else. That's good. Yeah. So, well, if it would, it wouldn't have been very legible. Well, if it if it popped out somewhere else and people could understand it, you'd be making money somewhere else off of that talent. Would. I tell you that right now. <laughs> Part of a traveling circus. The man who speaks yeah. through his anus. <laughs> I'd have my own tent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a lot of uh, air freshener in that tent, too. Can you yeah. imagine what the carnival poster would look like outside <laughs> the door? <clears throat> uh yes <laughs> hurry 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 step right up i don't know what the, what we call you there right see now. the man with the loose anus <laughs> the loose anus the, the fun, phonetic flatulence man i can sell cds <laughs> <laughs> oh man the loose anus i don't really like that that much <laughs> That just that, uh, that, that could be interpreted in far too many ways. I mean, <laughs> totally unrelated to what I, I even take requests. <laughs> <laughs> right, but they. What would to, you like to hear? They have to be what? limited to like four words or less. <laughs> well, I have uh, I have CDs of um, me uh, um, um, doing the Gettysburg Address. Oh, you do really? I have I have one that is actually uh, one track is actually uh, me. Um, uh, saying the complete Ten Commandments list. No kidding, that's talent. Yeah, that is talent. Well, you know what, Mike? You know, you know, we, we've talked, we've bantered back and forth about throwing in our ridiculous humor a little bit more, going back to kind of the original Alter Rail podcast type days. But I'm afraid right now. Far? I'm afraid right now, someone <laughs> tuning in to this topic, this awesome topic, has already tuned out because we've spent three minutes talking about you speaking through your butthole. yeah but look at how many listeners we garnered well when we were even at our our most ridiculous (laughs) garnered (laughs) anyways popping out the words today yeah you are you should hear me fart that word out no please don't please please don't (laughs) but all jokes aside it is good to see you my friend i hope uh i hope your back is getting better uh you said yesterday that you you yeah. think you have been noticing a change for the better? Yeah, it's getting to be more of a um, an ache more than anything. The the sharp pains and the spasms aren't really there that I can tell so far. It's easier to turn over in bed without screaming out in pain. Oh, that's always a a plus. Nice. Well, I'm so it's good. I'm proud of you. It's it's still working its way through. Very nice. Very nice. So there is hope. 
There is hope. Uh, there is the 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 proverbial light at the end of the tunnel is yeah is slowly emerging, Mike. So that's yeah. good. I I'll still never be hundred percent, and I'm glad today in the mail I got my handicap parking placards. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> There you if go. I ever need them, I'm going to use them. Yeah, and you got like your 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 blinged out canes that you're you're utilizing. Yeah. So my that's, Celtic uh, style cane. That's pretty sweet. That's. Pretty I should sweet. just use my shillelagh. I would. That that would. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I anyway, just, I just like hearing you say the word shillelagh for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. It's kind of got a wish shillelagh. There you go. That works. That works. Well, yes, uh, again, Patrick Hoffenberg here, joined by my co-host with the ghost, Mr. Mike Carbonell. Yep, we're going to talk all things paranormal, mysterious, and strange, and tonight is, is no, exception. no exception by any means whatsoever. Uh, sick and twisted, perhaps. Uh, well, it's not a sick and twisted episode, but darn no. near close. This is bizarre and eerie at the very, yeah. very least. We're talking about the haunting of perhaps... The most notorious serial killer ever, Mr. Ted Bundy, Theodore Robert Bundy. We did an episode, The Haunting of the Night Stalkers, one of our final episodes from the Alternate Route podcast, and that proved to be very, very popular. Uh, This one, hopefully, will be just as well-received. This is eerie again, Mike. This is creepy. We're talking about the man himself when he was alive, potentially haunted by who knows what mm-hmm. and also his lingering ghost. Yeah. He supposedly uh, has been seen in a few places. And you know, that goes right along with our belief, Mike, our personal belief that no ghosts are not limited to one physical location. No, absolutely not. They do not exist in this, in, in our realm of existence. Uh, um, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you know that already. Uh, there is no such thing as space and time for these ghosts. Um, physically, that is so. Yeah. Why not, man? Why not? Why could there not be intelligent, definitely residual energy spots of from the same, I guess, source? But maybe not intelligently speaking. We'll, we'll dive into that for sure. But uh, this is a fascinating topic, and I'm looking forward to diving into it. So, what say you? Shall we, Mike? We shall. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We're done. Bye. (laughs) So, yeah. That's all we're going to do. We're going to switch the podcast format to all we do is we spend 10 minutes introducing the show and then we leave. (laughs) That almost is how it turned out today. That's all we would have had. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We always pull something out at the last minute if we we, uh, feel like we need to switch things up a bit. Now, we did do a, a Sick and Twisted episode years ago uh, focusing on Ted Bundy. So we're, we're going to leave out all of the, all the gory details, you know, yeah. the, 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 tragic, um, the tragic facts behind this, this troubled, demented, evil soul and the, uh, the, the wretched path of destruction that he left on this earth. We're going to leave out all that stuff because chances are, if you're listening to this, you are familiar with Ted Bundy and you, chances are, you know, the story. What, what age group would you think that, uh, you would get to where if you asked them if, if they knew who Ted Bundy was and they said, no, Mm. Like like the age group of your your daughter or or older. Well, uh, both um both of our daughters are very familiar with Ted Bundy. Sure. Well, so. because they they're around you too much. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, uh, I don't. You know what? <laughs> that may have a part in it, but I don't think so. I, it's that may have a part, which I think is awesome because you know I think about how I grew up with my father and where what I learned what a lot of other kids had no idea about until a much later age. So it's good to know these things. Sure. No, no, I, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. But it's seriously though, Ted Bundy, the, just the name Ted Bundy still reverberates. Um, I mean, there've been recent movies made about him still. I mean, there, you know, several of them, you know, 
Zac Efron, for crying out loud, you know, hunky, dreamy Zac Efron portrayed him <laughs> in a Netflix movie, you know, what, two or three years ago. So, yeah, the youth of America definitely still exposed to Ted Bundy yeah. and, and his crimes. And uh, yep. my guess is it's always going to be like that. There's just something about Ted Bundy that just sets him apart from all the other, you know, gross, notorious, horrible, awful serial mm-hmm. killers. There, it, it just is. It's. I sim- think a lot of that. Go ahead, Mike. A lot of that may have had, uh, you know, well, besides the 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 content of of uh, what he did and everything, but then his his court fiasco that he created and mm, yeah made afterwards. I mean, he was kind of a nut a lot of uh, at times during those court hearings well yeah he definitely well he loved being the center of attention there's yeah, no and that's doubt what he about made sure that. he was and you know he liked to think of himself as a lawyer he got to play lawyer you know on tv and you know he was an intelligent man yes he was and he went to school for law um he got a degree in psychology he didn't get anywhere close to being an actual lawyer but he had fun portraying it and mm-hmm he, he can pull it off just because he could articulate himself. And I hate to say it, he could charm people out of their socks. Yeah. And that's how a lot of people, unfortunately, fell to, you know, fell victim to him. So that's what, yeah. obviously, that's what sets him apart by most serial killers, uh, most oh, yeah. serial killer yeah. standards. And when people think of serial killers and they think of these hunched over, gross, like monsters yeah. lurking in the, in the, in the dark and, rah! yeah. And the planning and preparation he put into all these things, like yeah. how he, uh, um, fixed his uh, Volkswagen for hiding a person on the floorboards of the passenger yeah. side of his car. Yep. Took the seat out and everything. And I mean, there was a lot of planning and thought that went into all his oh. stuff, like his toolkit or whatever that he brought with him. And, yeah. His death, uh, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. No, it was anyway. He's dead. He is. But he's a ghost. He's the non-dead. That's, that's kind of the focus of this. Well, it is the focus of this of this episode. Partly the other half. Partly is, yes. The other <laughs> half is when he was still alive. You know, yes. let's let's start with that one, Mike. We did. Oh, of t- course. We did touch on that briefly on our sick and twisted episode from the Ultimate Podcast years ago. So let's talk about it again now. Um, then I'll try and be as brief as I can because I really, really want to get uh, a healthy back and forth banter with you, Mike. Mm-hmm. To the point, quick, quick and to the point, Ted Bundy himself spoke of what he referred to as the entity. Right. And he, according to Ted, this entity is something that resided within himself, that spoke to him, guided him, told him what to say. And this entity's strength, for lack of a better word, would slowly build inside of Ted over a course of time, just trying to push him and push him and push him towards his murderous uh, impulses mm-hmm. until Ted could no longer, I'm doing this air quotes, control the entity and he had to act out, and he had to go murder. That's what Ted said. And he said, like, after the act was committed, and he did his deeds after the murders, we all know what he did, he would claim to sort of come to uh, from a dreamlike trance. That's mm-hmm. what he said. And he would go into a state of panic where he realized what he just did and he would go to cover up his actions and he would do any enormous, any sorts of things to try and come back to reality, including you know calling his then-girlfriend on the phone in the middle of the night just to kind of ground himself, you know, and just say, you know, just so he could talk to her and try and feel normal again. That's what he said. Bullshit. <laughs> um, but the part of... And, and yeah, I get it, Mike. I mean, it sounds you know, a lot of people. He's setting up. He was maybe setting up for a uh, insanity plea, or or uh, he was pushing out this. Uh... Well, he never. He refused. He refused yeah. to to was, lay the insanity plea, even I though I was it wondering would, about that. Even though it would save his life, because he yeah. did not. He's like, I am not insane. I am fully aware of what happened. I do not forget things. I never had blackouts. I am not 
you know, I'm not insane. Except, but except that he, he would say that after he committed these things, these atrocities, then he would come to and, Mm -hmm. and he would realize what he had done. Yep. But, you know, I think it's his messed up psyche that is, uh, is trying to make an excuse for what he has done when he's intelligent enough to where he knew what he was done Sure. Especially with all that preparation and everything that he had to do. Sure. Did he do that under the guise of some spirit telling him to mm-hmm. take the seat out of his car or or have the things with him to commit these crimes? No. Well, that's you know, that's that's part of what we're gonna be discussing and we are discussing right now. It's it's something it's interesting to ponder, Mike. And I'm not saying yeah. that's what I'm not saying that no, he was one hundred percent possessed by the the devil or something. Yeah. You know, was he trying to pillow feather his guilt feelings with uh oh it was a spirit that told yeah. me to do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well you know he because he he described the strength he described the feeling of this entity as like an addiction like he was trying yeah. he would he would try to abstain from murder he would try to to bury the feelings that he had you know he that he'd had since he was a kid basically it well just then got, he's really not a bad guy then then it just got worse. <laughs> sure, sure, right, exactly. He's trying to hide his feelings. He's, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He felt bad about slaughtering those thirty-six minimum of thirty-six women. You know, he felt bad, so you know, let him be, let him off the hook. Come on, yeah, it, it's. Mm. But you know, describing it as an addiction is interesting to me, though, because it goes along with you know the that the idea of this entity slowly overtaking him, where it's like he would again try to. Try to abstain from it, stay away from these feelings. He would try and go about his life, according to Ted, until it just overcame him and he couldn't do it anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we only briefly talked about that for about five or so minutes, but obviously I know what Mike thinks about that idea. You think that he's just yeah. using it well, as, a, as a ruse, as a guise, as, as a... Yeah, it's the same a, thing as when I start to, you know, be be taken over by the spirit of a, of a dog and I start thinking that I'm a dog and I want to pee on a tree. Okay. And then yeah. I take an extra Cymbalta and I'm fine. Oh! So that's how it works. So you're saying you know. that, that okay? Okay. So I'm. I guess. I guess <laughs> Ted just needed a symbolta, and yeah, he, he was okay. Okay. Sure. I thought you were going to say like you know, an entity slowly overcame you to make a walk towards the refrigerator at night when you didn't want to, or something like that. You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I go for the the box of egos and uh. No, you do not. And syrup. You've lost like damn near twenty pounds. You've said. Uh, about 17 right now still. Yeah. Well, I'm rounded I'm, up. I'm kind of stuck on 17 pounds, but round up okay. to 20, round up to yeah. 20. Yeah. That there you go. Sounds I'll better. get there. Oh yeah. You absolutely will. Absolutely. Will. <sighs> so, um, oh, okay. Backtracking a little bit here. Now I know how Mike feels about this idea and I'm not, I'm not sold on it either. Oh, but Mike's getting a phone call here. Do we need to time travel already, Mike? Absolutely. Oh, we do. No kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we're only about 17 minutes into it. Mike did warn me. He said that Mary yes. was on her way home. She was going to call him, let him know to meet her at the door so they can both calm the doggy down together. We're just getting rolling here, boys and girls. This is going to yeah, be an yeah. early, early, early time traveling excursion. Please do not go anywhere. We shall be all right. Abaca. <laughs> and we are back after yet another successful time traveling excursion mike before i forget there's one thing i came across i think both of us came across this when we're doing our diligent (laughs) research for this episode the idea well first off what how familiar are you with the the term gin d-j-i-n-n what what pops into your mind when you think of when you hear that word um I don't like it because it's it tastes like bile to me, and I don't like it oh, at all. Oh, sure, oh, it tastes like pine needles a little bit, right? Pine, you know, it tastes to me by uh, bile. It's that really nasty. Ew. It's like when you get the dry heaves and okay, not not how can not, you how can you mix that with like anything? Not that gin, Mike. J D J I N my friend, you clever witty guy. Of you. course. Uh, what pops into your brain when you think of <sighs> DJINN gin? Like an evil, evil, evil genie spirit type thing. An evil genie. Okay. Yeah. I think, aren't they uh, it's, uh, meant to be more like an evil entity or. 
So I always thought that maybe I could be wrong. I could be way off. Well, I, I could that be they, very wrong too because I. I thought that they yeah. could go both ways, kind of. That sounds terrible, you know. <laughs> it's inter- yeah. it can be interpreted both ways, kind of depending on the, like the source of what you know. Yeah. Or which reference I, they talked about it on "I Dream of Genie" once in a while, like the gin. Mm. And I don't think that she mentioned it as anything too bad. Man, where's Barbara Eden when you need her, man? God yeah. darn it. Well, I, I just throw that I threw that out there because I came across this quote that says the entity and I don't know where this quote came from, but it's from it's dated September first, two thousand and thirteen. The entity that Ted Bundy described as having an influence on his murderous behavior could very well have been a jinn. <laughs> jinn lore Every person is born with a jinn that stays with the person for their entire life. So, I guess is that if, according to lore, every person is born with a jinn, stays with them their entire life. So, I interpret that as are you influencing the jinn more so than the jinn is influencing you? Because that, or or is it purely? An evil entity. Listeners, you know, more educated listeners help us out here a little bit when it comes to the the lore of the jinn. But um, I just wanted to throw that idea out there, you know, kind of connected to the supernatural aspect of the entity that Ted talks about. So could be a bunch of BS, Mike. Could be. Yeah, it never no. You never know. But yeah, this malignant being that Ted would describe as you know being you know residing in him and talking to him and causing him to, you know, driving him to perform his atrocious acts. This is uh, important. I need to point this out that several people who interviewed Ted Bundy, several people who were, well, I should say not necessarily several, at least two arresting officers who upon uh, putting... Mr. Bundy in handcuffs and hauling him away, and, and including the last officer who ever arrested him and finally put him away for good. Well, not the officer, but you know, brought him to justice, and he was then put away for good. When he was in the back seat driving him, and Ted was feeling the lowest of low, and he was telling the officer that he wished that the officer would have killed him back then, back there, before, you know, they got to this point. The officers said that he could not only smell. Now that's d- right. Don't joke about this as much as you. No, can. I'm not. <clears throat> I'll he try could anyway. Smell a foul odor that began to emit from Ted. This isn't something that he noticed right away. Yep, exactly. There's Mike with the little farty sounds. Um, go ahead. It's okay. I, I know that was you. You, I know you're trying to fake me out because you covered your mouth there with your hand. <laughs> I'm smarter than that, buddy. I'm smarter. No, that's than one of my that. t- techniques for for proper sound. Okay. <laughs> but okay. Anyways, but this arresting officer said that Bundy began to emit this atrocious stench, this odor coming from his body, and his face, according to the officer, kind of became contorted. Yeah. Uh, several officers, interviewers have said that un, uh, Bundy's eyes would turn black when he would get into like these meditative, almost trance-like states when he's recounting his murders. Uh, he would never ever fully admit his murders. He would talk about them in in the third person. Right. You know, he would never say like, I did this, I did that. He would always talk about in the third person. And Ma- Macy has her opinion now too. Too, too much. An author of the I believe the original book, one of the best books written on Ted Bundy releasing the God darn it, Mike. You got dogs barking and phone turn your phone off at least, okay? I, I did, I did, <laughs> I did. Apparently you didn't, you didn't, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> and I got my tablet here and it comes across that too, and I and it's like, well Man. I got it all off. I know, well, yeah, apparently you don't. You gotta work on that. There we go. Okay. O F F. That's off. Not yes. o, not O N. That, that's on. So, anyways, <laughs> an author of the book, a one interviewing Ted, and when Ted would get into his these deep 
states these deep uh, trances, almost recounting the tales, recounting his horrific acts. This is no joke. He said that a boil on Ted's cheek literally started to appear out of nowhere when Ted mm. was in this trance-like state, trance-like state talking about these acts, and it actually went away the moment he kind of slipped out of it and stopped talking about these murders. Mm. What do you th- Okay, first off, what do you think about that? That's, well, that's crazy, bizarre, whatever the hell it is. There would be no question about what was going on if his head started spinning around. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. That, I, but, think, I think the arresting officers will look at each other and simply yell. Dude, run! Yeah. So, <laughs> I would. I would. Dude, run. Dude, Don't run. forget your gun. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say this earlier that... Um, that uh, when Mary called, I was like, oh, I can just picture Mike actually has all of his, he, he's throwing a party with all of his pals and Mary calls <laughs> and she's on her way home. So Mike immediately turns to his pals and yells. Don't run! Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was a long, long setup for a lame uh, Yeah. So, so okay, <laughs> oh, Mike, your, your, th- your thoughts on Bundy, you know, emitting this odor, all jokes aside, his b- face contorting, his eyes turning black and like literal boils that you know stuff growing not not a boil is a wrong word um uh, what well maybe it was a boil actually now that i'm thinking well about it's it. a, it's like a metamorphosis of, of yeah, uh, what the hell you know going like on uh shape shifting maybe maybe uh maybe it was just a shape shifting of his face and not like a a large pustulous pustule that could pop at any time as it gets bigger Ooh. you know um I, you know, I don't know. Uh, To me, it sounds like, okay, now this, you know, okay, this is allegedly had happened or it was reported as an actual occurrence from the arresting officer. Yes. The arresting officers took note of it and interviewers took note of it, you know, and then they, I've, I've listened to them. I've read their excerpts about this and I don't know why they would be making that shit up. Seen by him and his partner or just him. Well, the one I mean, about the one where he's in the back of the back seat when Ted was in the back seat and he started to really stink and his mm. face became <laughs> his face, really stink. <laughs> his face became contorted. That was just the arresting officer. There was no one else with him. Yeah, um, which still doesn't. I mean, to me, that still doesn't take any legitimacy away from it being it's just him. But mm-hmm. um, to me, if I were a, a, a a believer in this type of thing, I would say it's like a demonic possession. Maybe a the jinn mm. <laughs> is uh, actually possessed his body, and um, who knows? Is his, his, it's like his body is struggling to contain this this what this malignant force, right. That's in it's actually to the point where it's actually starting to physically change his appearance. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like demonic possession to me. I Maybe I, there was something inside of him that. Uh, made him do these things maybe that's a spirit that was or the whatever it was it was maybe it was actually inside of him a real entity that he heard the voice and uh made him do these things you know if you're new to the program new to the show new to the podcast you need to understand how big of a deal that is for mike to say it is. <laughs> to say demonic possession or that he's you know there is a demon an evil entity inside of him because Mike really struggles to come to an agreement with that possibility. Uh, but you've been coming around slowly, but surely kind of. Oh yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'm not saying I'll, I was a hundred percent go with that. You yay know, I, or nay. See, but... I, I don't know if you noticed Mike, but even when you said that, maybe I'm imagining it, but it looked like you, you were struggling to, con- to make, you know, to control your grin <laughs> when you yeah. said the money you're <laughs> laughing right now too. It just makes it giggle. <laughs> Um, uh, well, know, at least man. while I was saying that, I didn't have some large boil pustule coming out of my cheek <laughs> and my eyes yeah. turned black. And yeah, that's true. A, Mary, a foul stench. Well, I was going to say, anyway, I was going to say, Mary's not complaining about the foul <laughs> odor in your house right now. Yeah. So that's good. That's uh, a good. That's a hey, Mike, what's that smell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just that's usually that's just usually the demon. after we go to bed and I shake the covers. <laughs> oh, thank you for saying the covers. I got terrified for a minute when you said, <laughs> go to bed, and I shake. I'm like, no. 
<laughs> I don't want to know what you're shaking underneath the covers there, Mike. <laughs> uh, my foot Lord. twitches once in a while. Okay, whatever. It doesn't really shake, but... It's enough. Enough. So... <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Again, you know, I don't, I don't know where I sit on this one, Mike. I, um, I'm open to it. I'm definitely yeah, open to absolutely. the idea. And it, 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 if, well, okay, for argument's sake, let's say that Ted Bundy was haunted by a malignant spirit his entire life, and the older he got, the more powerful it became because it was just there since childhood. Let's just go with that for argument's mm-hmm. sake. If that is the case, um. Well, A, as you said, Mike, it would it's almost as if it would give Ted the man an excuse. And we mm-hmm. don't we're not here for that at all. No, there absolutely is, not. There is never an excuse for that awful, awful human being. You know, one of the worst human beings to ever walk this planet. But it it makes you wonder. And and it it, it makes you try to well, me personally, and I think you as well, it makes you Try to think about the differences if there are between demonic and simply evil. Is it a demonic mm-hmm. possession? Is it an evil spirit that is possession possessing him? Or is there even a difference? Is there a difference, Mike, to you between an evil spirit and a and a demon? A demonic entity? That's kind of a tough mm-hmm. question, but I, I think the can you delineate entity... between the two? The demonic entity, I would say, is a much more serious and capable of more evil, I believe. An evil spirit could be Mm -hmm. something of a lower level um, demon, maybe, that uh, it just doesn't sound as extreme, you know. uh, Sure, sure. An evil spirit could be somebody that died and as a ghost and they're they're pissed off and and they're out for revenge maybe i don't know or they were an asshole in real life you know right and they that carries on yeah why wouldn't it sure fascinating and, uh, and when i die i'm going to be uh, exasperatingly uh, funny still <laughs> <laughs> well i i I don't want to think about you passing away, Mike. But if that, you know, yeah, well, if you, I was, I was, if you happen to go before me, if you happen to go before me to, the, you know, where I'm going first, you're gonna, you're gonna come right to my house and you're gonna start yep. making phantom fart noises. I know that's what you're no, gonna do. First thing I do, I've told you, you're gonna slap me. I've, I'm gonna slap you across the face because I've always <laughs> told you that's what it's gonna take. <laughs> and you, you're sitting like. You know, fondling all your Star Star Wars toys, fondling my Star Wars toys. And I'm going to come and I'm going to slap you right across the face. I'm I'm going to I'm going to Will Smith the shit out of you. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, okay, I got it. And uh, I got um, it. Well, I hope I won't ban you. I won't ban you from ten years from the afterlife, (laughs) or for ten years from the afterlife. You know, like I banned thee for slapping me. Yeah, I can just see me yeah. right now. I, 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 I'm sitting there at the kitchen table. You know, I, I'm I'm serving up, you know, the kids a meal. Well, not the kids. That's not going to be that. It's way too soon. <laughs> it's me as an old, 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 old man. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at I'm looking at a, a <laughs> trying to get rid of me a, now. A pen, a pen levitates on its own. A piece of paper is pulled out from a file cabinet. It's laid upon the table in front of me, and a note is slowly written that says, Hi, Patrick. This yeah. is Mike, a phantom invisible hand writing all of this. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be sitting there, like, grabbing my chin, going, Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how can That's I debunk you. this? <laughs> yeah, how can I debunk it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll appear uh, to you as Slimer. That's what I'll do. Oh, sl- well, I don't know if yeah. I see you covered in slime. That's kind of frightening. Or, or as Egon. Oh, Egon. All right. All right. I saw a clip from that movie. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. The best part of the movie. And oh, my God, I, I came across it and I, I wished I hadn't seen it. But yeah, that was a spoiler. I haven't seen the movie yet. That's a spoiler. But, and oh, a half. my God. Spoiler and a half for you there. Yeah. And then uh, uh, and then Bill Murray. Like, I figured you'd be along. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. But I still need to see the movie. Like I said, best part of the movie is the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Awesome. So, Mike. And he um, doesn't say anything. He just looks no. at him and smiles and shakes his head. Yeah. Well, how can he? Nods his head. Anyway. Let's, I get, hope let's get into. Is. Yeah. Let's get into the alleged 
I could go on forever about this. And yes, I am. Oh, yeah. I am fascinated. I'm far. I I know far too much about this guy's life. I think that that's safe for my health sometimes. <laughs> um, let's talk about some of these alleged hauntings that are going on now, Mike. The alleged sightings of the ghost of Ted Flippin yeah. Bundy. This is crazy, bizarre. Now, just a few examples. Before we dive, uh, you know, we we dive into um, some of the details here. His ghost has allegedly been sighted, basically across the country, um, right down at the the site uh, in Florida of his most atrocious night of murder at the Chi Omega House, Chi Omega Sorority House. His ghost has been reported to have seen been seen there. His ghost has been reported to have been seen at the site of his own execution in Railford prison in florida um what am it I says here still haunts the northwest even the northwest so um, he he gets around well that one that one i believe you're referring to some people claim that his spirit has been spotted in like the woods where his victims were found uh uh, you know, all over the, you know, in Colorado and Washington, um, U- right. Utah, um, just all over the place. His spirit mm. supposedly spotted sitting in the electric chair, at least the area of the electric chair that put him to death. So on and so forth. Just crazy, bizarre stories. Mm. Let's talk about it, a little it, bit. Mm. What, what, what are you saying? Hmm. For it's, uh, it's just amazing. I'm just perusing over this a little bit. Oh, um, sure, sure. There sure. was also the possibility that Ted Bundy killed an eight-year-old neighbor girl in 1961. Yeah, yeah. I believe her last My name was. God. I believe her last name was Culver. Was it Culver? Um, yeah. Supposedly, yeah. A, possibly the very first murder that he committed when he would have been 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing I was thinking earlier about. What was his childhood like? I mean, was this something that if he was, yeah, possessed by something, would it have been coming from way back? Well, let's talk about that real quick because a house contractor has claimed, upon visiting Ted Bundy's childhood home, that he has encountered some paranormal activity. Mike, he says mm-hmm. that Ted Bundy's childhood home is, for lack of a better phrase or term. Haunted. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that being a possibility? If it was a malignant haunting, Mike, of that affecting a young Ted Bundy and set sure. it, setting him off on his path of destruction. What do you think about that? Well, sure. I mean, it, it depends on on what uh, what did it do to this, mm. and and how how messed up was he in the in the first place to have something like this really twist his mind to a point of changing the rest of his life for the worst, you know? Um, yeah, it's possible. Why not? Especially if it was an unbelievably traumatic, uh, you know, event. Let's, let's say again, not making excuses, but right. Maybe Ted was very, uh, susceptible to being influenced. Mm-hmm. Um, be, I mean, he claimed to have had a normal childhood, but he didn't. You do a little bit of research into his childhood. He yeah. had a very abusive, <clears throat> abusive uh, grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, he 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 was well. Again, he was a bastard. He didn't know who his real dad was. He found out that he was the dad that he always thought was his dad was actually his grandfather. Um, he didn't find that out until he was a young man, and that really set him off. Mike, because he's like, well, who the hell am I? Now, just think about that for a second. Think about that ripping apart your psyche. Just right. like believing well, you that's are. that's what these things did. Yeah. Especially, especially when he thinks and if. <laughs> Macy wants to put her two cents in again tonight. Especially well. if he thinks that um, you know, as an adult, he thinks he had a, a normal childhood. Is that his messed up mind thinking that what his childhood was? was normal. I mean, if that's yeah. true, he is really messed up. Sure. You know, from a very early age, if he thinks that's normal, but you know, but it did set him off. So it wasn't normal to him at that time. You know, I mean, since it set him off so bad and messed him up, um, 
he would have to have known at that time that it wasn't normal for him to be, you know, to react that way and have it affect him in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no mm. doubt. No doubt. And, and again, I don't, I don't want to dive into all of his messed up childhood, all the weird things that did happen to him and the weird right. things that he did do. But it should be noted that as a very young man, I believe when he was four, maybe six, but I believe it was four when it was either his aunt or his cousin staying at his house and she woke up in the middle of the night. This is true, Mike. This happened. She woke up, I believe it was his aunt, in her bed, the guest bedroom, with little young four-year-old Ted Bundy standing next to her and she had been surrounded by knives that Ted had found in and about the house and laid them all around her while she was sleeping. Four-year-old kid. What the hell is going on there? And what does that tell you? I do not know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Oh, that's all you got to say about that. Thanks, I appreciate and you. And and that at that young of an age, what did he experience? What did he see? How did he learn to do yeah. that? That this would be something that, like a knife, obviously. Oh, this could I could kill somebody with this Ugh. at a young age of four. What was he subjected to to have this? as a, even a thought in his head. Was it an entity telling him to do it for some reason that he didn't even understand why? There you go. Yeah. I'm not saying that's what happened. I not at all. No, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, a something to ponder. All right. This news report here, abc13.com. I'm going to go through this as fast as I can, because we have a lot of stuff to get to here. Yeah. Um, this is about his childhood home. When the contract, uh, after completing work on, Ted Bundy's childhood home, one contractor claims the property is haunted. Uh, he says his visit there just didn't go normal. His second visit, uh, Mr. This guy's name is Clopton, last name Clopton. Clopton brought his young daughter into the home, and he says when he walked his daughter into the home, she started crying. Okay, I mean, well, that happens. That happens. You know, he's, he said he just chalked it up to a little girl being scared of the dark. But then things got even weirder, according to the article here. The Was cons- his first name Eric by any chance? No, this is Clopton with an O. Clop- oh, Clopton. Okay. okay. Um, the construction crew here at Ted Bundy's childhood home began to hear jiggling doorknobs and footsteps, mysterious footsteps coming from nowhere. The crew would and lay down ar- Sally. And lay down Sally. The crew would arrive, upon, uh, arrive to the site, the home of Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. To see open drawers and cupboard doors. I think someone on a certain podcast co-host has seen stuff like that several times. I'm talking about you, Mike. And the unplugged electric fireplace, unplugged, would mm. still be releasing heat. Now, is that somehow possible? Anyways? Not well. Is it possible for it to be releasing heat if it's unplugged? When it's unplugged, yeah. No. Unless, I would say no. Unless it was just immediately unplugged after being on all night. And you can still like get the residue of the heat, you know, maybe. But Macy is really loud. She's really into this episode tonight. <laughs> She's been so good for so many episodes. Yeah. Not tonight. Um, on another occasion, the, uh, the construction crew said that a large dresser that was built into the wall tipped over and moved over across the hall and then fell on its face. That's a lot of movement for a dresser built into the wall. Yeah. That's... <laughs> On its own. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, the crew also claimed upon arrival at Ted Bundy's childhood home one morning, they found the word leave written in the dust in the middle of the floor. Now, the alarm had not been triggered, so they don't, and no footprints were found in the dust. So they're going, well, how the hell did this get put in there? No one was in the house. The alarm didn't go. Paranormal. So they said that the crew eventually began to pencil Bible verses onto the walls, brought a pastor into the house to bless the home, and the things finally began to calm down. So that's crazy. That's a crazy short, brief story right there. Childhood home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that potentially influencing Ted Bundy's life, Mike? I mean, well, absolutely. If why this not? was, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, traumatizing. Um, uh, now, did you say that this happened? This was going on when Ted Bundy was a child? No, 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 no. This was, it was rec- after. This was recently. This was like 2016 right. okay. or something. Well, maybe Ted Bundy as a ghost went back to his childhood home and is um, 
you know, spending Ooh. enough time doing things there. Okay, so it wasn't he wasn't influenced by an entity already in the house. He's actually right. back there now. Because we don't know if there was an entity there or these things are happening as he lived there as a young child. Right. So, you know, I'd now, be more likely to think that it's Ted Bundy doing these things. According to my trusty notes here, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, that's my thing right there, annoying everybody by shaking my trusty notes. Ted Bundy's ghost spotted at Railford Prison, the site of his execution, by several security guards sure. who worked there. They claimed that immediately upon Ted's execution, immediately afterward, several guards might claim to have seen Ted wandering through the prison. They say they saw him outside of his cell block. They said mm. that he looked at them with that weird, slimy grin of his. An intelligent, not a not a residual. They say they saw him sitting in the electric chair with a calm, reassuring look on his face. Mm-hmm. They also... This is true. This is a true nope. claim from these security guards. It. Several guards. So many of so many came forth with this that they actually had to be told not to talk about it anymore by the warden. Mm-hmm. The warden's like, shut up. I don't want this getting out, basically. I don't right. know why, but he told them not to. They also claim that the ghost of Ted Bundy that they saw outside of his cell spoke to them mm. and he said, I beat you all to it. What do you think he meant? If this happened, several people claim it did. They see several versions of Ted's ghosts in several different places in the prison. And the one that responds to them and speaks to them says, I beat you all to it with that grin on his face. Mm. What the hell do you think that's supposed to mean? Mm. I don't know. Um, The other side, he beat them to, uh, I don't know. The next existence to death. That's a tough question, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It could be interpreted in many ways if you think about it, I'm sure. And Hmm. I I get the sense of like the the supposed ghost of that they see sitting in the electric chair with that grin on his face. I get I get the sense that even in the afterlife he's mocking people. Yeah, it's like I was thinking just like a real snarky kind of attitude, you know, that the ghost is giving. Uh Uh-huh. Does that reek of an intelligent force, Mike, sure or, or residual force? Is it just oh, like that... the, re- the residual force of his arrogance and his his mocking nature is just still there? Or do you think yeah. it's purely intelligent? Well, that's possible. I mean, but I would say it's more of an intelligent. Yeah. Especially when he stops and turns and looks at him and then speaks to him. That's, Yeah. What do you think about the idea of, of his ghost being sighted immediately after his execution? Like yeah. in, immediately the same night. Why not? Um, he was put to death and his, his spirit's not going to go anywhere. It's not like it's, you know, looking for the white light to go into. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, he's that's, probably that's there true. wandering, having fun with everybody. Maybe he's happy because he realizes that he's like, shit, I'm not in hell. I'm just here. Yeah, and he's free. Oh, man, I just kind of gave myself chills there, and you added to him by saying that he's free. He is free now. Oh, Mike, that was great. Mm. I'm serious. You kind of gave me chills there because (laughs) because there's there's no no denying that Ted did not want to die. He was afraid of dying. I mean, it's so yeah. ironic. It's so evilly ironic that a man who killed so many so maliciously. Maybe that's part of why he killed so many is because he could control death by dealing yeah. it out. That's another great point, Mike. Yeah, he was so <clears throat> afraid of it. He was See, like, is this what happens when I don't drink for a podcast? Oh, come on now. You're... <laughs> so what are you saying? You saying Either I that suck? that or my Nereva is really kicking in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having my Coors Lights. I'm, I sound fine, don't I? I'm okay. I'm yeah, making, sure. making some good point. Listen to you. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I'm going to take now over I'm the podcast. I'm being snarky. <laughs> yeah. I'll call you Ted from now on. Good Lord, Mr. But yeah, you think of the devious mind of this, this guy when he was alive, if he still has that intelligence in the afterlife and he's, you know, 
he's he's doing whatever he wants to yeah and he's free and he knows it yep and, and that's basically what he said by looking at him with that smile yep even after being put to death in the electric chair he's sitting there and he's after like being dead he's like i'm still and, here and, and, and you guys can't do yeah. anything about it yeah and how many how many murders have been committed since he's been put to death that the cops are thinking it's a copycat killer mm-hmm. of Ted Bundy, but it's not. It's uh, actually really Ted Bundy Ted, still Ted, out there doing his thing. Ted Mike becomes the entity himself. Right. Man, mm. that's like not, that's another fantastic uh theory i mean it's not fantastic it's awful it's no, horrible well, but yeah. you know you know you know what i'm saying it's 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 fascinating to me wow mm. because you know that kind of answers a, a a doubtful thought i had earlier is like well why you know ted was so terrified of death his last month you know his last months in railford prison were just he was so desperate to live he was you know farting out all these confessions just to try and get more and more time. Yeah. You know, he wanted to be spared as much as he could and he wouldn't, he'd withhold just enough information. He'd say, I want to tell you this, but I need more time, you know, because he's just trying to, you know, put off his, his death and he's miserable and he's terrified. It's like, why would he want to come back to this prison? Why would he want to spend the afterlife in this place of torment and just sheer awfulness? And that kind of yeah, answered well, my that answered my question, Mike, a little bit. They said, "Well, he's free, and he's yeah, he's he, there to torment everybody still." That's why he's been seen in so many places. Yeah, God damn. And again, you know, ghosts do not exist in our um, physical our understanding of our, you know our physical existence. Obviously, mm-hmm. no barriers for the the for the. The spiritual, Mike, or not even right. the spiritual. No, no barriers for spirit. That was a bad term. No barriers for those who have passed over. No earthly barriers yeah. or time barriers or anything. So they can be seen all over the world at any right. number of times, any number of places, because to them, they're just that it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? Right. Exactly. It's like, it's like I gotta catch the you know the six o'clock red eye to Paris tonight. Damn it, yeah. I'm gonna miss my ghostly flight. No, that doesn't work that way. Time is only a, a human living constraint. You very well say. Very well. It's say. made up. It's not even real. You know, and the idea of him sitting there in his in the electric chair too, Mike, and just smirking and mocking them. He's like, "See, you guys killed me right here, and guess what? I'm right here." You know. Yeah. Man, is that did we cover all that stuff? Oh, there was oh before before we wrap up our section on our, our section of this episode, the haunting of Ted Bundy here. Stick around for the last call, by the way. We got a good one. Yeah. Oh man, this is crazy. Um don't miss it. We're gonna dive into bat squatch, boys and girls. Yes, you heard me right. Bat yeah. squatch. Crazy enough, it's something that I have never heard of. <laughs> no, it's 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 going to be it's going to be good. Yeah, last call, um, yay or nay? No shades of gray. Mike and I, we have to decide. We have to choose real or fake or what have you. It's it's. I love the last. You've already so made up my mind. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I'm interested. No, not really. Oh. We need to discuss it. Absolutely, we do. My God. Because <clears throat> so, yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, if you want to listen to our sick and twisted, our original sick and twisted episode that we did about Ted Bundy, I think we did. Did we do two parts? Maybe just maybe just one. Mm, but it, was a, it was a long. Not one, sure. sure. Go um, check out our Patreon page. You can find that and over two hundred other exclusive posts. I am slowly but surely removing all of the alternate Route podcasts from all social media streaming services. They no longer exist out there. The only way you can listen to them is via our Patreon page. Got about 140 alternate Route podcast episodes on there now. Even Nonsensicast radio episodes are there, and including 40, you heard that right, 40 Patreon episodes we recorded exclusively exclusively for our Patreon page. Starting last May is when we recorded our first Patreon exclusive episode. We, we're over 40 right now. My gosh, Mike, we're doing good. We're pumping them out like it's uh, like there's no tomorrow. And it's good good quality stuff. We're having a good time. 
You can so go we've been there. doing Patreons for like a year now. We started last May, man. We started last May. So that's Holy pretty crap. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd love to see you guys there. You can sign up. You can listen to all those archived episodes for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, you want to pay five bucks a month, you get access to everything, including our own ghost hunting video and ghost hunting audio, our own captured evidence. It's pretty cool, fun stuff. If you enjoy the podcast where you're listening to right now, you're going to love the Patreon page. Simple as that. Uh, give it a shot for one month, as little as a dollar, no obligations. Okay, cool. Got that out of the way. Well, Mike, um, the Kai Omega house where he, like I said, he committed, he had his most horrendous single night of murder. He damn near killed five women. Mm-hmm. Um, brutally you know, attacked five women. Two of them died. Extremely violent. Two of them died. Three of them damn near died, were affected for the rest of their lives. Two different houses, by the way. He attacked four girls in Kai Omega and then wandered down the block, two and a half blocks, busted into another woman's house and attacked her. He was just in a blind rage. This is when he was on, this is when he was an escapee from his second term in prison. The second time he escaped from prison and um, he made his way to Florida Hadn't killed for a month as much as we know. Maybe he did. But again, Mike, he hadn't killed for years. He had been in prison. You can imagine the pent-up urge that he had to just let out. And boy, did it come out in one awful night. Supposedly, his ghost is still seen at the Chi Omega residence. Yeah, that's crazy. How terrifying is that? To think that that... ah. Now, would that be a... a purely malignant evil residual to you, Mike? Or do you think that that is, I mean, we don't know. There's no way we could know what, what feelings do you have right. about that. Supposedly maybe he's uh, going back saying. looking for the women that survived. Oh my gosh, man. That's a <laughs> wicked thought. Ah, <laughs> some people claim some of the survivors and some of the, um, residents at Chi Omega claim that uh, that night when the attacks happened, that the ghosts of the girls who were murdered actually came to save other girls by keeping them in their rooms and not leaving their rooms. Imagine that. that. Imagine that being legit. That is just, it's it's moving and it's powerful. So within their murders, they became working towards being heroes right just you know not not their thought of being heroes but just wanting to prevent what happened to them after their death right that's like a whole story in itself that yeah it's that very, like i amazing. said it's that's sincerely moving to me it is it's it's just like it, yeah just imagine in their moment of death after death and they're still they're there to be protectors now you mm. know, and they're saving their friends one final thing, um, because, yeah, we're coming up on an hour for The Haunting of Ted Bundy. This has been great. Um, I could talk forever about this sick man, but the idea of his ghost and him being haunted himself is utterly fascinating. Supposedly, some people claiming to have evoked the spirit of Ted Bundy via a Ouija board, Mike. Mm. Oh, Ouija. Supposedly, they said the message they got back, and I'm going to not exactly copy it verbatim, was... I cannot touch them. I cannot kill them. This is my hell. That's supposedly what they, when they claim to be conjuring up the spirit of Ted, why would you want to contact the spirit of Ted Bunny, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, That's That's what people claim. That's what some people have claimed. Um, well, if that's his message and he's stuck here on earth, you know, if there is that thing where he's stuck here and he's trying to do his, what he did in life and all these ladies are doing is laying there sleeping mm. and he cannot harm them. That would be his hell. That would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Man. You know, well, I hope, if he is, if he didn't survive this earthly existence and he is in the other dimension right now, I hope it is his own personal hell. That's all I'm saying right yeah. now. So uh, F off, Ted. You deserve every bit of hell that is laid upon you. Yeah, I, f- I feel we've given him too much energy just by 
talking about him tonight, but... Well, you know what? Um, chances <laughs> are he's not listening to the podcast, but uh, <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Think of it about education of the evil. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mike, gosh, what a better way to wrap it up, though. Coming up almost exactly an hour, a little bit over an hour. Hang on, everybody. This has been a blast. Don't miss our last call on, yeah, you heard us right, Bat Squatch. This is going to be good. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to talk about it, Mike. So, Mike, until then, what do our awesome paranormal pals need to do? Just try the best you can in this world that we are living in today. I know it's hard, but peace out. Peace <laughs> out.